Welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule, where you can freely ask questions, share stories, and learn more about how to have a happy home, family, and healthy relationships. Well, good evening and welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule. Tonight we have a great show planned for you. We're going to be talking about wedding planning. She said yes to the ring. Now what? If you're getting married or you are the parents of someone getting married, then this is the show for you. If you would like to have input on tonight's program and you haven't already written in, you can text us at 325-428-6145. You can also interact with our Facebook page at Home with Debbie Rule. We are happy to hear and share with our listeners your thoughts, stories, and testimonies over the next hour that we spend together. Every week I share these statements of how important I believe the home is, and especially this week I want to share them with you. I believe every home should be filled with family, friends, food, music, love, and celebration. But most of all, it should be a place to gather, to be cozy, to feel safe, and the peace of God. I feel honored to have those around me year-round, and I love to say... I'm at home with family and friends. Stay tuned for Thoughts from Home. At Home with Debbie Rule, your place to discover more about home, family, and relationships. We'll be back. When you think of sinfully nice foods, what comes to mind? Cakes, pies, breads, and sweetbreads? Sinfully Nice Foods is not only sinfully delicious, but has made-to-order sugar-free and gluten-free products available as well. Sinfully Nice Foods is a new home business with baked goods that can be a special order for almost any party, event, or just because you want to be a little sinful yourself. Sinfully Nice Foods is certified with the Food Handlers Program and is ready to meet your needs for your baked goods. So the next time that you need a cake, pie, homemade breads, and rolls, give Cynthia a call at 325-456-7740. That's 325-456-7740. Sinfully Nice Foods, it will always leave you wanting more. Well, good evening and welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule, where we are talking about wedding plans. And so I want to go ahead and start with thoughts from home. Good evening and uh, again, welcoming you to the um, wedding planning show. We've got special guests with us tonight. So thoughts from home. To say the mother and daughter relationship is complicated would be a gross understatement. Kind of like calling the moon launch a little plane ride. Oh, it starts out simple enough. Mother with absolute control, daughter absolutely dependent. Ah, the good old days. But don't be fooled. My mother autocracy is built on shifting sand, and pretty much as soon as that perfect sweet cherub develops the power of speech, that blissful asymmetrical power structure begins to disintegrate. She bounds off to preschool where she will stand on her own chubby little legs and take those first steps to becoming what you want her to be, her very own person. A minute goes by and your once relatively obedient little angel becomes a teen who trades in her halo for a cell phone and social media account. And the two of you transition from shimmering standoff to a full-scale tug-of-war. Blink your eyes and she's off to college and the time she is there seems to be very short and hard to believe it's been four years. Yes, that's the last thread of childhood, strained and stretched. Then it's ready to snap. 
And then, before you turn around, she's living her own and making her way in the world, calling you to say hello after a long day at work. You know what's coming next. Your fabulous, accomplished, independent daughter will announce her engagement. From that moment, you will see she will always become engaged in a wedding planning process that has the potential to become an epic battle. Bridezilla versus Momzilla. Avoiding the carnage will depend on how well the two of you have evolved into this new and even more complex mother-daughter dynamic. For starters, forget what you've learned and get ready for revealing an educational adventure that will at times challenge and frustrate, but also surprise and amaze you as you have an opportunity to see your daughter and yourself in a whole new light. For those who are just now embarking on the mother of the bride experience, they say it's a little like childbirth. No matter how many books you read, you'll never really be prepared. Newsflash, brides no longer want to toss the bouquet, wear a garter, or have cute little married people on top of the cake. What? But alas, one wedding tradition lives on. There's a pretty good chance your side is doing the financial heavy lifting. So of course, there is an expectation that you will have ultimate decision-making power, as you have always had when planning events for which you wrote the checks. As you map out the plans and begin organizing your team of vendors, your daughter will remind you that she is the one getting married, not you. It is a rude awakening and the moment when you realize that we'll be putting your money where her mouth is. It's indeed a different world than the one in which you got married a hundred years ago. And if you're smart, you will listen to your daughter and let her show you how it's done today. Even those cute little cake topper people, give it up. Prepare to be amazed. Your fantasize about creating the perfect magical event for your bride-to-be? Imagine your surprise when an outsider, the groom, is weighing in with his opinions. In your excitement, you have forgotten that the bride is not the only person getting married. And lo and behold, you cannot just ignore his input. As it is glaringly apparent that your daughter is now part of a team, because of their mutual respect, she will consider his feelings maybe ahead of yours. Hey, pick your battles. And though you may be taken aback by this intrusion, you will wonder if you really hate his ideas or if you just aren't ready to process this huge but inevitable and healthy swing in loyalty. One of the most fun and memorable Mother of the Bride activities is shopping for the bridal gown. Of course, you have a vision of how you want your daughter to look as she makes her grand entrance. So what do you do when it comes down to two final choices, both within budget and one is so gorgeous it moves you to tears, but your daughter is over the moon about the other one. Simple, but not easy. Bite your tongue. Clamp and hand over your mouth if necessary. Allow your daughter to have her moment without her little mother voice in her head making her doubt her choice. That was really a tough one. Respect, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Did I say respect? Yes, I did. As a mother, you have raised your daughter to respect you. But as difficult as it comes to terms with, you have not raised her to be a mini-you, so if you have done your job, your bride will always agree with you. Oh, the irony. When she makes a list of tasks that she will tackle, try not to assume that as the adult, your way is the best way. Show her the respect she deserves, and you will be surprised just how capable this person is, and feel so proud. If you allow yourself to go with the flow, you will learn a lot about this grown-up who used to be your little girl and come through it at the end with an even stronger bond. Planning a wedding with your daughter is a life-changing milestone experience, but not for the reasons you think. What would on the surface appear as a veritable mountain of things to do is in fact a shared journey of emotional growth and discovery.
a chance to really connect, shed old patterns, and begin more adult relationship. As your daughter becomes consumed with embracing the challenges of her new status, it will appear as if you have been fired from your old job as head mother in charge. But the truth? You have a new job as a valuable resource on standby to help guide your daughter through the maze of married life. It's equally important, just different. Though the wedding album will capture the momentous occasions for posterity, your most personal wedding memories will not be found on those pages. You will remember the moment and your daughters spent time together laughing about the funny things and crying about the disappointing ones. So adjust that hideously uncomfortable but awesome gown one last time. Walk down the aisle and take your seat. As the music starts, you remember, you reminisce about your little girl becoming the woman that she is today. From Barbies and Band-Aids to tears and curls, and now your little girl is breathtaking in her heels and pearls. Can't believe we're already 
And that's been Thoughts from Home. Stay tuned. There's more to come right here on At Home with Debbie Rule. Hi, this is Debbie Rule inviting you to join me this Sunday night at 6 p.m. on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com for At Home with Debbie Rule. Our topic this week is, she said yes to the ring, now what? I will have a special couple joining me, so if you're the bride, groom, or parents, don't miss this opportunity to gain some wisdom and insight on she said yes to the ring, now what? At Home with Debbie Rule, your talk show about home, family, and relationships. I'll see you then. Well, welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule, where we are talking about wedding planning. For those of you that know, I have a daughter that's getting married uh, this week on Saturday, uh, February 22nd. And so this is all fresh on our minds. And so tonight I've asked the beautiful, wonderful, happy couple to join me and talk a little bit about wedding planning. We're going to stay on this subject for a couple of weeks and just help those that have got weddings coming up for the summer and uh, just, you know, to help you maybe not make some of the mistakes that we have, maybe to make some things a little bit better and to definitely stay within budgets and things like that. There's so much to consider uh, as the title that I came up with is she said yes to the ring. Now what? So many people are asking now what? And as a parent, you wonder what? And, uh, and certainly your kids are wondering what they need to do. So hopefully the insight and the wisdom that we have to share with you tonight and a couple of weeks from now, you will uh, enjoy your wedding with less stress when you have a great plan. Joining me tonight is Zane Ivy and Gabby Rule. Good hey, evening. Hey, what's going on? It's good to have you all with me tonight. I've been looking forward to it. Ever since you said yes on Friday. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, ever since you said yes to the ring, Gabby. It's been an interesting uh, walk the last few months, I think. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. It's um, It's been a lot of highs and lows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, as far as uh, planning, when you... Um, was it? Did it go the way you thought it would go? I mean, you haven't gotten married yet, so we're right here in the last week, which can be kind of stressful, I know. But uh, has, it, has it gone the way you think it should as a bride, or did you have an idea of how the engagement should go? Or um, I think that I had the kind of um, Hollywood idea of what engagements are, you know, just a bunch of parties and happy times and you know in the movies you never really see anyone hardcore planning and crying over flowers you know and and choosing those things and yeah, um, but that stuff is real it's real <laughs> it happens um so i think i kind of wasn't expecting some of the things that happened i wasn't expecting it to be as as much work as it was i guess not that i thought mm-hmm. it would be easy but just that I thought it would be a little more, I don't know. Just no, it's a daunting task. Glamorized. It, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it takes a lot. It takes a lot to do it out of both parties, both on the the, the groom's side and the bride's side, mm-hmm. um, both families, everything. I mean, it's uh, it takes a lot, and uh, it takes a lot of communication. And so y'all were engaged for how long? How long were y'all engaged, actually? Six months? Uh, eight, right? Yeah, about eight, eight months. months. Eight months. Okay, and it didn't really seem like it was 
enough time, did it? No. <laughs> no. So your your encouragement to people out there is maybe make, make it a sure year. You have enough time. Have enough time. Yeah. 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 Because it's a crazy uh, time frame when you start looking at ordering dresses and things like that. And it just seems like, okay, I can just go online and order it. And it can be expedited to my house in two days wrong. You know, it takes months and months to receive a wedding dress. And then bridesmaid dresses on top of that take a long time. And then there's alterations, all kinds of things. So, you know, you've got to plan for those things. So that's the first thing we want to talk about is once you have announced your engagement, maybe you should sit down and make a plan. Plan. Make yes. a plan. Yeah. And the first thing on your plan should be a budget. Absolutely. And decide, you know, what you're going to be responsible for, what parents are responsible for. And, you know, kind of talk that out and decide, you know, what are we going to spend uh, most of our money on? And I know what you had shared with me early on, the most important thing to you was the photographer at that time. I mean, the dress, of course, but you really wanted a good photographer. You wanted someone to come in and capture those uh, moments, you know, that those cameo moments. And so, um, so that was where, you know, we started first with the budget. That's where we were going to go. And so, um, from there we went to the dress. Yeah. Um, so the very first thing we booked was the photographer. Um, Mm -hmm. and that was a big chunk. I mean, you really, that's a, a really big thing to, to talk about too. I mean, you really mm-hmm. can't wait on that because they book out so quickly yeah. and so far in advance. Um, and there are so many different kinds of photographers and different styles of how they capture their photography and how they edit the pictures and how many pictures you receive. And if you have video or, you know, special things like framing work mm-hmm. and prints and stuff. And um, I think that was a big thing for me and Zane to decide is what we wanted our pictures to look like and the kind of story that we wanted our photographer to tell. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Just a very natural, loving, candid kind of feeling instead of opposed glamour shot, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. The, the photographer is one of those things that you shouldn't hold back on whenever it comes to budget because it's something that's mm-hmm. going to, um, it's your memory. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's, immortalized and mm-hmm. uh, you have those pictures forever mm-hmm. after that so you mm-hmm. really want to get somebody who's gonna who's gonna do a good job that you like um that you have a good connection good with. connection mm-hmm. yeah that's mm-hmm. right so you would encourage young couples to go online and look at different pictures and different photographers oh, and see what styles they like because they may not even know. I mean, you've got a background of theater and you've got a background in modeling, performing arts and all those areas. You've worked with, uh, Gabby, you've worked with photographers and you've done photo shoots. And, you know, so you have a little bit of an, an understanding of how that works. But somebody else out there may not have that understanding. So leading them and guiding them into that would just be to look online and and see. I think social media helps a lot um, Mm -hmm. because you can go and find someone's Instagram page where they show off their work and -hmm. you can tell, you know, by the pictures that they take, um, if they take a lot of family portraits, if they take Mm -hmm. a lot of weddings, um, how, if their pictures are kind of dark and moody or bright and airy, you know, you can Mm -hmm. kind of tell just by by looking at, at someone's portfolio, and um, and they're really not hard to find now. I mean, yeah. it's pretty easy to just Google uh, popular wedding photographers in this area, and you'll get a list of 50 of them, and then you just kind of dwindle down who you like, who you don't, and yeah. then mm-hmm. start reaching out. And ask mm-hmm. your other married friends. 
Yeah. Yes. They've, they've done it. They've done their, they've already done the research. So mm -hmm. ask them if they have any recommendations, somebody that they saw that they maybe wish they had gotten or mm -hmm. that they, they really, did get. Really yeah. liked their photographer and they mm -hmm. can show you their pictures and tell you about their experience and if it was comfortable and fun and easy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so most of the time, a photographer will book a package where they'll be able to do the engagement, and then they'll do the wedding, and they'll do some bridal and the rehearsal. I mean, they'll they'll kind of work out whatever it is that you want to do within the parameters of what they offer. And so uh, that's really important for you to see what's important to you. You know, do you want... Um, the engagement pictures with that, or do you want to focus on more of the what's going to happen on that day, uh, the bridal and the wedding and the reception? You know, maybe that's what you want to focus on. But they're willing to work with you and show you what they have to offer, and then they will create kind of a little package within what they offer, the parameters of what they offer, and work it out for you. But you do have to book early. A lot of them are booked out sometimes even a year you know, in advance. So uh, it's good to get on the phone and start finding out, you know, or emailing those that you're interested in early on. So that is one of the first things that we did. If pictures are good are important to you, then we encourage you to look for that photographer early on. And, you know, if that's at the top of your list, then that's where the majority of your budget's going to go right there. So, um, you know, we were blessed to be able to have the venue, um, a child's place in Interlingua Zane. So we uh, we didn't have to look for a venue, but you know that's right on up there uh, with the photographer because a lot of people have to find the venue and they have to you know figure out how much the venue is going to cost and sometimes your hands are tied in that. And so that we want to encourage you that that's probably one of the first things that you want to do is where do you want to get married? Uh, do you want to get married inside? Do you want to get married outdoors? You know, what time of the year are you going to get married in? And, you know, all those things that you have to think about that maybe you don't think about. And so uh, in the area that you're going to get married in, what's the weather like, you know, at that time of the year? And so um, those are all things to take into consideration when you're planning and you're preparing and setting that date. But the v venue for sure is at the top of the list because that's going to be where most of your money is going to go. There, the photographer, the reception food, and those kinds of things are your big hunks. And then, of course, the dress as well. But, but you know, these are things that you're not going to be able to get out of. You've got to have the place to have the wedding, and you're going to have to pay a set price for that. So figure out what that is. And, Gabby, I love that you kind of had an idea already of a, of a theme um, I guess y'all did. And so once you had kind of decided what your theme was, then you could plan from there. And that kind of keeps you from being all over the place. If you set a theme for your um, wedding, which, for example, you know, some may be a rustic country or some may be rustic, romantic, bohemian kind of style. Some may be fairy tale. Some may be... Um, Oh, what glam. are some uh, glam, you know, uh, you know, just Hollywood. some different Hollywood, you know, different things. There are different kind of themes out there that you can do. And then once you've decided what theme fits you and um, your fiance, then y'all decide, you know, where, where do we go from here? Then we've got a plan, you know, everything kind of falls within that theme. What kind of dress, what kind of, you know, are you going to wear suits? Are you going to wear tuxes? Or, you know, what are you going to do here? And that all kind of falls within the theme that you've chosen for your wedding, which makes it a lot easier. If you start going out and getting things and putting things together, you're going to be scattered and all around, you know, all over the board. But if you have a theme, then you have something to work with. So first thing, you know, budget, 
figure out who's paying what and where, you know, the money is going to come to buy the things that you need to get, to, to rent the facilities that you need to rent, uh, check out different venues, find out what time of the year, what the weather is like. You know, these are all things you need to consider. You can't control the weather because, of course, you know, especially in Texas, you know, it could be 80 one day and 30 the next. I mean, actually in the same day it could change. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you really can't plan Exactly, because you don't know, but you can plan pretty much uh, what it's going to be like in a, in a ballpark if you look at past um, weather reports of, of, of how it's been in the past. So finding out uh, where you want to have it, picking a theme. Was it easy for you to pick a theme or did it just kind of come to you? I think it was pretty easy for us. Um, we talked a lot about I mean, we talked about getting married before we got engaged. I mean, that was has, you know, been a, a talk that we've had for about a year and a half. Yeah. Um, so we kind of had worked out all of those details of kind of where we wanted to do it and how we wanted it to be and how formal we wanted it to be mm-hmm. um, before we even decided to set a date and get the ball rolling on stuff. So I think wanting to have it out in Terlingua, that kind of, lent itself to this theme, I guess, if, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. more of a tone, um, mm-hmm. of using that area as decoration. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so beautiful out there, and the, the colors that are naturally mm-hmm. present and in, in just around you. Um, mm-hmm. We wanted to use a lot of those and um, keep that kind of earthy feeling, I guess, bohemian type mm-hmm. of rustic thing that we're going for. It was pretty easy because of the place that we chose. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, choosing it, your venue is really important to do that at the very yes. beginning. That will really help you decide what kind of, you wedding. know, if you're doing an outdoor wedding, you might not want to be, you know, in the fairy tale, right. you, you know, or um, a very, very formal church wedding may not fit so well outside or, you know, so yeah. finding out where you want to have it really helps you decide. And Deciding kind of like, I think that theme kind of comes from your personality too, something that's within you. Yeah, it's something that you're drawn to. Yes. I mean, for most of your life, kind of the things that you're drawn to. Yeah, in your everyday life. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. The colors that you like, the colors that you look good in, um, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. The Mm -hmm. the feeling, the things that bring those good feelings to you. Mm -hmm. um, How you decorate your house. Mm -hmm. I mean, not that, I mean, I have several styles that I like and, and so does Zane. I mean we can we're kind of chameleons in that way where we're super old Hollywood one day and mm-hmm. total yeah. lizards the next. I mean it's <laughs> Well you're both theater people, you're both yeah. theater yeah. majors. Yeah. So yeah. that that your your life is yeah. very we're interesting. Skin, but picking the one that we both feel most comfortable and would that's how we want to remember our wedding, remember the yeah. beginning of the rest of our lives. Yeah. Was um how we picked our theme. desert hippie theme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Trilling was a part of your life, Zane. It's, it's all about, and I know that Gabby was really excited to be a part of that because it was like a part of you, and, and I know that she was honored to do that. Yeah. So uh, we're very happy to be there. It's been a little difficult with y'all being in New Orleans and me being here and your yeah. parents being in Trilingua and, you know, kind of here and there, yeah, but so we've made it happen. advice I give someone <laughs> is don't try to plan a wedding 
somewhere that's 900 miles away. Yep. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's kind of hard. Might as well just stick it out for yeah. another year. Yeah, stick it yeah. out one more year. You can, yeah. you can stick around at home one more year if you want to get married. There. Yeah, that's it'll, right. I promise it'll help. Yeah. It's, it's a little hard when you're when you're away from home. But you know what? Even with any obstacles that you may face, you can make it through it. And you can make it work because the thing is, is it's the heart. And what is it that you really want to do by getting married? Is it that you just want to be together and that you want to have a successful life? You know, planning the wedding and, and the wedding's going to happen. You know, it's going to happen whether you forgot something or, or not. It's going to come and happen. But, but it's what happens after that you know, the marriage. So many people put so much preparation and so much work into planning the wedding and then they get married and they never put any planning or preparation into the marriage. And that's why marriages fail. So uh, the, the biggest thing that you need to look at and every married couple out there, and I know parents are encouraging their kids with this, is that the wedding is great. It will come, it will go, but marriage, it takes just uh, as much work or more in the planning and the preparation uh, of learning how to be married and learning how to be married to each other. So uh, we'll talk more about that in another program. But um, I'm going to take a short break because it's half, and we'll be back the second half. We're going to talk a little bit more about some of Zane's uh, challenges he's had and how he felt when he had to come and ask the father <laughs> of the bride for her hand. Oh, so awesome. stay tuned. We've got more coming up right here on At Home with Debbie Rule, your talk show about home, family, and relationships. Do you have a wedding or a special event coming up? Esme's Cakes provides custom-designed wedding and grooms cakes as well as special occasion cakes. Their custom cakes are exquisite down to every detail, and your guest will be talking about your cake long after your event is over. Esme's Cakes only uses the finest ingredients and is always baked fresh. Esme's Cakes are made from scratch and decorated to be a reflection of you and your style. So when every detail matters, call Esme's Cakes for your wedding cake or special occasion cake. You'll get superb service, a beautiful cake that not only looks great, but tastes amazing. For your appointment, call Esme's Cakes at 512-629-6416 or visit their Facebook page at Esme's Cakes. Make your wedding or special event unforgettable with a special cake by Esme's Cakes, the unforgettable cake of your lifetime. Welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule, where we're talking about wedding planning. We have a special couple here, Zane and Gabby. As you know, Gabby is going to be getting married. That's our daughter, our baby daughter. She's going to be getting married this uh, Saturday, February 22nd, in Terlingua, Texas. And so we're excited to uh, get this week going and rolling and, and get there for the wedding. And it's going to be fabulous. But a lot of things that we've learned over the past few months, of course, her sister got married. And so that was kind of of, uh, different with your first daughter. So I thought I had learned all these things by the first one's wedding, and then the second one came along, and they have totally different personalities. So throw it out. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. You're not gonna really learn from that. Maybe some things, but you know, kids are different, so it's gonna be a totally different experience. But anyway, I want to uh, talk a little bit to Zane about, uh, you know, some of the things that a guy is uh, responsible for. And you did the traditional thing. You came and asked Rudy uh, for her hand. And uh, then from there, um, 
proposed to Gabby. And so uh, what what were your th- thoughts and your feelings? And I know there are probably a lot of guys that don't do that anymore. That's kind of a traditional thing, but I still think it's lovely. And I do believe that that's the beginning of the blessing that comes on your marriage when you do that. And so tell us how you thought about that. What you, what you feel about that? I mean, well, it's, it's horrifying. <laughs> Let's put it in one word. Uh, horrifying. <laughs> no, it's, um, I, I definitely think that that is, is one of the most important things that you ought to consider before you, um, before you get engaged, um, is to speak with both the parents, not just the father, but the, the father in particular, not only for tradition's sake, but, um, for, as a respect sort of thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, like I said, it is a scary thing to do. And I, my heart was beaten the whole time. I was, mm-hmm. I was, uh, out of breath after I got done talking to, to Rudy. But, um, I mean, having such a wonderful couple of in-laws that I'm about to have. Um, but we, we thank you for that. Yeah. We haven't become the in-laws and the outlaws yet, Not yet. but you wait, I'm sure <laughs> that we will at some point. But, uh, anyway, so, you know, I think you had, we had kind of a relationship that was built. You and Gabby been together for four years. And so, you know, being out in Alpine and going and visiting and seeing, uh, each other and, um, getting to know you a little bit, but I know that it probably was a little scary coming in and talking to someone that, I mean, you know, it's a lot better now, but, um, did he give you a hard time? Was was he nice to oh, you? Oh, absolutely. He gave yeah. me a hard time. Yeah, yeah I knew he would. Knows Rudy knows he gave me yeah, a hard time. Yeah, he gave you a hard time. He knew what you were going through. He was going to just yeah, rub they, it in there they, a little they bit They told more. him before I showed up that I was coming in to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he was ready for me. He was ready. He was ready with his guns loaded. This is baby girl. Uh, but no, and, and we do uh, appreciate the fact that you honor and respect us enough to come and do that. And that was very, very touching for that. So, um, thank you for that. And for those of you that are out there and you're considering marriage, uh, you know, that's one thing that you might want to consider as far as the groom goes. Uh, do you want to go and ask formally for the bride's hand? And so, um, that was one thing that you did. And I think once you once you did that, I mean, I think that's probably something that created more of a bond in our relationship because you, you kind of step out in fear or anybody when you step out and you do something and then you accomplish it, it's like, whoo, you know, and then you kind of bond a little bit more together. So, yeah, no, it's definitely the best way to keep the in-laws from becoming the outlaws. (laughs) (laughs) We'll give you more information on that too. Uh, No, we're excited. And you're a great, you're a great guy. I I have to share this story though, about the first time that we met, uh, because this is, this is a crazy story. I just remember it's, it's, we were standing in the uh, Sol Ross parking lot and Gabby had come down to see us and, and, um, Zane was kind of walking, you know, just kind of behind her. We had not ever met him before. And, and so, uh, Gabby looks at us and she goes, um, hi, this, um, what'd you say? This is my, uh, family. This is Zane. Zane, this is my family. Yes. And all we heard was, this is Stanley, (laughs) family, Stanley. I mean, you know, we, because we, we were, 
I mean, you know, just for Gabby to bring somebody up to introduce us, I mean, it wasn't a big deal because you know, she had a lot of lots of friends. But, you know, we were thinking, you know, there was a production that night and we were getting there in time just to, you know, see her and then go to the show. And, and so we're kind of thinking and, and probably not listening like we should. And it was like, this is Stanley. And so that's been a running joke, you know, every time I would say, how's Stanley? You know, how's Stanley? So you were Stanley the first year that uh, we knew yeah. you because we finally figured out, what's his name? His name's not Stanley. <laughs> what's his name? His name is Zane. <laughs> so if uh, if 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 Rudy happens to see when he's marrying you this uh, this Saturday, Stanley, do you take? No, I'm, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He will not say that. He will say Zane. He's got the name down now. So anyway, but that was a funny story. And you know, it's it's good when you can talk about funny stories and funny things that happen in a relationship because relationships are full of of um, ups and downs and. And you're going to have your times in, in marriage. You're going to have ups and downs. And I'm sure you've had ups and downs during the engagement part. But overall, did have you enjoyed the engagement? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, because I think that's something that couples need to hear out there. And that is no matter how much planning and preparing you're doing and, you know, how much stress may come on you. Because, you know, having a wedding is really uh, can be financially stressful. It can be emotionally stressful. Uh, so, you know, because you're trying to think that you have to do it a certain way, you know, let's just say right now, your wedding is your wedding. You do it however you want to do it, because that's just the way it should be done the way you want to do it. So it's great to get ideas. It's great to plan and to make preparations. And these things are all necessary and needed. But remember, uh, at the end of the day, if you're not happy by the end of the engagement, why get married? And a lot of couples lose that sight. They they don't remain, uh, they're fighting about money or they're fighting about this or that or what or the other. And then it's like, well, why are, why are we even doing this? So enjoy the engagement. I think that that's number one. Enjoy your engagement, whether it's six months or a year or, or two years or, or one month or one week or, or I'm going to elope. You know, enjoy the time enjoy. between the time that you, that you become engaged and the time that you actually do it because that's a special time that you don't ever get back. And so, and I know you've got some fond memories of that. So enjoy your engagement. Um, anything else that you wouldn't want to, um, of course, you're going to inform the parents uh, once you become engaged, and we kind of already knew that it was coming. We didn't know when. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were sitting on pins and needles waiting. But um, And then telling your parents. You know, I'm sure you talked to your parents before you actually proposed. Yes. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, I, I told uh, them about the same time, or, or at least right before I had come and uh, uh, talked to Rudy. That's good. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we... Um, we all talked about it, and uh, they approved immediately, and mm-hmm. um, they're excited. Yeah, that's good. You get you got great parents. It's been been good getting to know them and and family, and so it's going to be it's going to be good because uh, seems like everybody is uh, just excited for you guys and happy for you, and uh, it's going to be a beautiful beautiful day. And I know that. Um, this week is going to be a little uh, emotional as far as, oh, you know, it's coming. And, and then it's, you know, the day and it's, gets, it comes kind of fast and the wedding ceremony will come soon enough and then it will be quickly over. Uh, so back to planning, enjoying the engagement, telling the parents. Um, anything else that you would 
suggest to them as far as uh, something that you learned? What was the most important thing that you learned when you were, while you've been engaged, planning your wedding? Did you learn anything about each other, more about each other than you had? I mean, I know you've known each other for a long time, but, you know, planning something like this can be really stressful, as we said before. Even if parents are taking on the bulk of the financial responsibility, there's still some things that y'all have done and and y'all have, you know, provided and paid for and some mm-hmm. things y'all have wanted to do. So, um, so, you know, did you get to know each other a little bit more? Was there something like, oh, I didn't know that you would like that or, you know, certain things like that? Or were you disguised always like this in the whole time? Um, I mean, we've always been pretty close. I mean... We work pretty well off of each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we, we have a lot of the same taste. Um, and We know uh, each other pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I think... Yeah, and, I mean, we've known each other for... We've been with each other for four years now. And, um, I mean, it takes that kind of time to be able to know each other this deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I mean, the most important thing that I can tell to anybody who's about to get married is, to, is communication is the biggest most important thing that you yeah. have to remember and you have to be in contact with everybody and always be in contact with your fiance yeah. make sure mm-hmm. you're both on the same page yeah and uh, getting things done yeah mm-hmm. and defend her opinions she's always right <laughs> oh my goodness you passed marriage 101 that's right <laughs> oh my goodness you get an a plus you might even get a certificate i don't know let's see i will say um, that um throughout this whole process you know it can really cause um, strife in the relationship. Yeah. yeah um, I don't, we didn't really have any of that. I'm, I, I, I just want to talk on him for a minute of how wonderful he was. Is. Is. <laughs> <laughs> he was during the whole process and is, yeah. still is. Um, just like, I mean, if, if either one of us got kind of manic or, or, um, stressed about something in particular, uh, me mostly getting stressed about things. Um, he would definitely just kind of, you know, tell me it's okay. And it's, and, and really just take that burden off of me. Mm -hmm. Um, tell me to put it down, not think about it till tomorrow, you know, it'll work out no matter what. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, that you realize that it, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about your wedding or how much fun everybody else has. It's about, you and the person you love making that that lifelong commitment promise to each other mm-hmm. in front of the people you love mm-hmm. and that was kind of like the biggest thing for me um and towards the end of this process i stopped getting so crazy about everything cuz it, it really didn't matter what what shoes the bridesmaids wore or mm-hmm. the earrings or any of that mm-hmm. it, it didn't matter it just mattered you know, I, I told him all the time, I was like, can we just go to the courthouse instead? Like, let's just <laughs> throw all, all this out and not worry mm-hmm. about it. And mm-hmm. um, he was just really great in keeping me grounded. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I did a pretty good job of keeping him on task. <laughs> that's good. So you complement each other and you balance one another. And that's something that you learn by being together the length of time that you are. It's, it's really important to get to know the person that you're marrying. And, you know, you can be in love, but you... Uh, may not be compatible. It doesn't mean that you can't change. You know, you can't change someone, but everyone needs to grow. Everyone needs to make changes in our life to be a better person. 
And so you're not changing for someone, but you are growing together and changing together and becoming more of one. So with that takes change on both parts. And so I think that's what you're saying is that you've, you've kind of come to that point now to where you complement one another. And when you're spinning out of control, he's bringing that balance and that, that stability, which is great for a man to do for a woman. And, um, and then for you helping him, which a lot of men need, and I don't want to just stereotype at men with women, but staying on task, you know, and that, um, that way you complement one another. And I think I want to encourage couples out there that are either married or getting married, that that's something you want to strive for, that the way that you complement and balance one another and, and always being open-minded to, is there something that I need to change in me? Don't point the finger at the person you're with, but say, what in me needs to change? What in me needs to become a little healthier so that I can be a better partner? Yeah. You know, because it's all about if, if you want a better relationship, then you change. Because there's no one person that's perfect, right. you know, with this dud that needs to make all the changes. So you, you look in, within yourself and you start saying, you know, if I, if I want things to be different, then I'm in control of changing what needs to be changed. And so um, it seems like you guys have done a little bit of that, you know, the last couple of years maybe that you were together, kind of growing together and learning more about how to have relationship. And that's important. We're not taught how to have relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. And um, and you have to learn. And you're kind of like walking around in the dark trying to figure it out. And marriage comes and and uh, it, it can be difficult at times. So uh, that's good that you guys have started that before, you know, that you've kind of grown in those areas already because you're a step ahead than where some other people may be right now. So uh, marriage prep is very important. If you're planning on getting married, then uh, marriage preparation is something that you want to consider because it does help and it does decrease the chances of divorce. When you understand things about uh, each other and you learn how to be married, you can minimize some of the things that happen in your relationship that could be so destructive that it could break you up. So um, marriage preparation, pre-marriage counseling, pre-marriage training, anything that you can do, read books, whatever you can do to learn to be a better person, to be a better partner uh, for the one that you're married with, because that means that you're going to have happiness and contentment. Happiness comes and goes. It's an emotion, but contentment is where you want to be. So contentment is where you want to be. So those of you out there that are getting married, strive for contentment uh, because that's where you want to be in your relationship, happy with one another. And, you know, some days you might wake up and say, I don't like that person, but I do love them. Mm. You know, and that gives you the courage to keep on going. And I know you guys don't understand that yet because you're still goofy in love, as someone <laughs> said around me one day. But, <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, it's, um, it's, it's a, it's a, it seems like it's been a long engagement, but really not long enough. But time is, is here now, and it's exciting. It's kind of hard to believe that it's here already. And uh, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. Any last comments that you want to share? Gabby, saying? Um, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's been involved. Um, my family, his family. We've really had just the, the best support group um, of people who are just collaborating with each other to make this such a, a wonderful thing and a wonderful day for us. And, and I know we really appreciate it and we just want you all to know that we really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, thank you. Well, we, we do, um, 
We do know that because you do do say that you appreciate it much. And so we love you, and that's why we want the we day to be you. perfect. We love y'all. And, and so I'm going to have him in about uh, six months to a year come back and do another program with me, and I want him to say the same thing. <laughs> I love you. I love you. You know, because, you know, a relationship, the closer you get, sometimes there can be some stress. But anyway, no, I I think that we're we're good. And um, if you do have stress and, and there is some issues between families, you know, and family dynamics come in and nobody has a perfect family. Let's just, we're going to end on that note, but nobody has a perfect family. And so uh, you do the best that you can with what you have and you work with it. And um, don't have any expectations. Don't assume anything. Just do the best that you can. Relate, love, and forgive, and move forward, and um, enjoy. Because what you two are going to find out is that uh, extended family can become intrusive, but you are the one that holds the boundary. And when you set that boundary and you hold that boundary and you protect one another, then that intrusiveness goes out here. But you're in control of that. So, uh, And I know that you're not going to have any problems with that on either side. Your parents are great. And, and I, I uh, hold Rudy to a task. I don't, I don't allow him to call and intrude. So. <laughs> <laughs> and anybody that believes that can uh, know. He wouldn't do that anyway. But that's, that is one thing. You know, the hardest part about getting married is blending families. And so uh, do you expect marriage to be like your parents' marriage, Zane? And Gabby, do you expect marriage to be like your parents' marriage? Do you come in with those ideas? Um, I think on my side, at least, I come in with um, um, uh, from a family that did that has a good marriage Mm -hmm. and um i've learned a lot of things just from watching them and growing up around them and um i've seen some things that maybe i could improve on Mm -hmm. and some things that maybe i shouldn't do or should do or Mm -hmm. um stuff like that and like you said i mean every relationship is going to be different Mm -hmm. every family is going to be different um and it's up to you and your partner to to make it y'all's to make it y'all's story um, yeah. So yeah, I absolutely will be bringing some of the things that I've I've seen in my uh, my my parents' relationship, and then there's mm-hmm. some things that I won't bring from my mm-hmm. par- parents' relationship. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, absolutely. And likewise, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've watched y'all. I mean, three kids and a thirty-year marriage. There's obviously something that you did right. So mm-hmm. I've, I've we've you were one we, of them. We, <laughs> we've really kind of dissected all of our family stuff Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um and decided you know like what is good for us Mm -hmm. and what we want you know traditions that we want to keep and Mm -hmm. you know maybe rules that we don't really that don't really fit us you know things Mm -hmm. like that i mean it's a it's a it's a collaboration yeah yeah it's ideas from both sides and new ideas that we come up with ourselves and that kind of thing. Yeah. We're not our parents. No. But That's we did good. have good role models. We did have very good role models. That's yeah. good. And, you know, uh, and I thank you for saying that. And I know that your parents um, thank you and appreciate the fact that you can learn uh, those things. Because if that's anything that we can give our kids, it's the knowledge and uh, the wisdom of 
learning stability. Nothing's easy. Uh, and, and you work hard for what you have. And that means with the relationship, too. And so it's really good to hear the two of you that you have talk about these things, you know, and that you've already talked about, you know, we want to do this or we don't want to do this. Or, you know, this was in my family and maybe it wasn't so good. And, you know, and this was in my family and and I don't know, I don't want to do that. You know, and you kind of you start figuring out what you want to do for you. Traditions you want to keep, traditions you want to throw out, new traditions you make because you're your own family. But, you know, the thing is, is that um, you've talked about it. And let's let's leave tonight with saying if you're engaged, you need to be talking about the real stuff. It's it's not something that you can just sit there and say, okay, we're engaged. We're going to do all this planning and preparing and we're going to have this fabulous wedding and, you know, marriage is going to come and it's just going to be glorious. And, and I hope and pray that it is. But it doesn't come without communication, as you said, saying it doesn't come without changing some things in us that we need to change and growing together, learning about each other, talking about things, talking about things that are not quite so easy to talk about. And I'm sure you all have had to talk about those things. I mean, there's couples that have to talk about things that they'd rather not talk about. But you do have to talk so that you can grow and learn from one another and decide, you know, how are we going to deal with this? And what happens is couples don't ever talk about that. And then things happen. And then they're blindsided because they've never discussed it. So it's good that you guys have healthy communication, that you talk about things and talk about things for the future. So encouraging young couples out there today, if you're thinking about getting married or you're planning on getting married, or maybe you're married now and you don't have much communication, maybe that's an area where you can start working on communication and talking with each other. And don't point the finger, but that finger point right back at yourself and decide that you're going to do whatever you can do to be the best person that you can be. And I bet you'll wake up one day and have a good marriage. Some people don't realize that, but it's true. You change yourself and you're part of the problem that you've, you know, you're, you're making it better. So, you know, it's been great having you guys with me tonight and I'm excited about the week. And uh, for those of you that have been listening tonight, we're going to be continuing on uh, for the next few weeks talking about wedding planning and some things that can help you, some more tangible things that you can do if you're a parent or if you're a married couple, talking a little bit about a little bit more about marriage and introducing uh, my new book that will be coming out very, very shortly, uh, Who Did I Marry? And so a great uh, resource for you to learn about personalities and learn the differences between men and women and how you can make it work. Because as we said earlier, we're not taught how to be married, but we can learn. Right, guys? That's right. That's right. It's been great being with you and uh, happy to have you with us. God bless you in your union together. May everything all that you dream of come to pass for you and your family and their family and their family. And may you live many, 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 many happy years together. Thank you. And you're welcome. That's been at home with Debbie Rule. Uh, thank you so much for joining with us tonight and inviting us into your home. We always love hearing from you and spending Sunday evening with you, sharing our thoughts about home, family, and relationships. From our home to yours, I'm Debbie Rule. We'll be back next week at 6 p.m. right here on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Have a blessed week. Everybody wants to be in love, have great kids, and the perfect home. But nobody wants to talk about how to get there. At Home with Debbie Rule is a safe place to get advice on how to fight fair or call 911. In-laws or outlaws. Who the heck are these kids and what do I do with them? 
Let's face it, Modern Family isn't all fairy tales. Because there are a few places that really explore the reality of relationships, the good, the bad, and the ugly, At Home with Debbie Rule is a place where you can freely ask questions, share stories, and testimonies. I'm Debbie Rule. Join me every Sunday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. for At Home with Debbie Rule, a talk show about home, family, and relationships. At Home with Debbie Rule, right here on 95.3 FM and knelradio.com. Follow us at Home with Debbie Rule on Facebook and podcast on iTunes. I look forward to seeing you this weekend, Sunday at 6 o'clock p.m. at Home with Debbie Rule. Thank you for joining us today for At Home with Debbie Rule. You can be at home with Debbie Rule every Sunday on Caniel 95.3 FM and canielradio.com. Follow At Home with Debbie Rule on Facebook and podcast on iTunes. See you next week at home with Debbie Rule for more insights on home, family, and relationships. Oh,